0: Hi everyone, we're trying something a little bit different this week. It's Malcolm Carr, and Liam Carr and we're doing the Politics Podcast on video. We're also going to be uploading in the usual way for MP3 for those of you who prefer that. But uh, I welcome Liam, the parliamentary candidate for Hexham for the Labour Party to talk about tax evasion. Liam. Yeah, thanks
1: very much for that, Malcolm. It's been a busy week as always. I've been out knocking on doors listening to people in Hexham and Acom. And yeah, it's, it's been pretty busy, but what we've seen hit the headlines this week, Malcolm, is tax avoidance and tax evasion. Tax avoidance is legal, but I would say immoral, and tax evasion is a bit more naughty and could end you up in prison. So, we've had a policy announcement pretty much today from the Lib Dem. Danny Alexander was wheeled out of the Treasury onto the uh, marshall to say that they're going to tackle tax avoidance. Well they've had five years almost to do this and they've seen nothing perhaps because
0: too many conservative donors engage in these aggressive tax avoidance schemes. Now the Labour Party did say uh, that uh, we wanted to really tackle this hard. What do you think are the main Things that we need to do in order to raise these and to get this, where the public are happy that we're actually doing something to make it better. Well, I think we need to close loopholes and not turn
1: a blind eye to it, because it's been ignored. And, I mean, normal working people, like myself and yourself, we pay our tax through PAYE, pay as you earn. And I don't see we don't have a choice about whether we pay a tax or not. And small business owners, and there's an awful lot of them in the Hexham constituency. I was talking to a few, um, in Hexham Town Centre on Saturday, Uh, and they're just dismayed by this because they pay their tax in full and on time by filling in their tax returns, and if even if they're a little bit short, they'll be taken to tax by um, HMRC.
0: Why should it be any different for very wealthy individuals or huge corporations? Yeah, I think it does come down to um, tackling the big issues and we've seen that Ed Miliband's quite happy to stand up in Murdoch, he's also changed relationships with with the unions and all, that people have different views on, but it goes to show that we are going to be making, you know, tackling things that previously people have been nervous to do so and I think that's important for gaining public confidence in politics as much as in ourselves. Yeah, we have shown that the Labour Party is prepared to take on vested interests wherever they
1: are, whether they're in the press or the energy companies or in this case huge companies and wealthy individuals who are avoiding
0: tax. So moving on then, uh, the next topic we're going to talk about is the very unfortunate story uh, about the, the girls from Bethnal Green who appear to have travelled to Istanbul with a view, the, the concern is, to go to Syria. And obviously this is a very concerning story, Liam, about people who have been radicalised, possibly online, and who and young girls in particular, who are now going across to to participate or to be some have some role within that organisation. What are your thoughts on that in general and, and what we should be doing to, as a response to it? Well I think it needs to come down to education and trying to keep an eye on,
1: on what uh, kids are doing online. I mean I've got two daughters myself and this story just strikes fear in the heart of any parent. Um, obviously they've, they've been in touch online with these organisations and they, they think that they're going to have a better life out there and I can't see it because I mean this organisation, they're very controlling the relationships these girls are going to get themselves into, there's stories of domestic violence from survivors who've gone over there and I mean they are just entering into a very violent culture with, with uh, an organisation, ISIS, whose ideology really couldn't be more different than the British values that these, <coughs> Excuse me. that these girls have been brought up with, so it's very sad, it's very worrying and I think we just need to guard against it in schools parents and other organisations um, really need to keep an eye on this because it it just goes against everything that you would ever expect. That you've got three girls who've been brought up in this country. You would think that this would never happen but but obviously it has. And um, there is a role for, for government and agencies to address this
0: radicalization. I agree and I think for me it was just like like you say, so out of the ordinary what you'd expect to happen. Um, that we sort of, were sort of caught on the hop a little bit with it. And I think we do have to be vigilant about what we're doing online. Internet gives us so much, um, but it also throws up a few dangers as well. And I think we need to be, you know, really spending some, some money basically on making sure that monitoring online is doing better. I think like you say, it's about knowing what your kids are doing online, but it's very easy to hide stuff. And I think, you know, everyone, these families are devastated. Hopefully going to, the, the girls are gonna come back um, but it was such a shock for them and my heart goes out to them and I, I do hope they come back safe and sound. Yeah, my thoughts remain with their families it must be just a horrendous time for them at the minute. Moving on then, the next story that we're going to cover is the UKIP and uh, Meet the UKIPers, and of course as a result of that documentary, comments made by at the time a UKIP counsellor rendered her expelled from the party due to some Uh, out of date and controversial comments she made towards black people. Liam, does this show UKIP in a, a poor light or does it shine a light on the type of people that's involved in that party? Well it's right that she's
1: been expelled from UKIP and what we're seeing is that UKIP, now they're becoming, I suppose a bit more established. The same level of scrutiny that would apply to any political party now applies to them. So she would be expelled from any political party for airing these views she made some really negative comments about black people and used a very old-fashioned term to refer to them and it just shows you what sort of people are attracted to UKIP and you wouldn't want these people holding a council position or high office at all and it is worrying that people vote
0: for if people do vote for UKIP they really don't know what they're going to get yeah I mean I know the way that UKIP sort of other candidates because they seem very good at like by-elections where they go from one seat to the next and take like that machine that just goes but when they have to distribute that to many seats it becomes a lot more difficult for them and they don't have an established network of members so they're looking for you know well known community figures well known anti-politics figures to stand for them and, and what they get is people who take advantage of that opportunity but also have other things going on underneath. And it seems to be with this lady that she has very controversial views that aren't even in UKIP um, and like you say scrutiny is a mainstream party that the media are treating them as um, is being applied and I also find it very odd that they complain loudly about the treatment they get off the media. As far as I'm concerned, having two MPs, quite a lot of MEPs, they get a really good deal out of the media. They've had a very positive press so far. Yes, they get criticism, but the criticism is from the actions that they're they're making. They certainly get a disproportionate level of airtime compared to
1: the main parties, but, I mean, it's just a challenge that we have to face in the main parties. New political parties come along once every so often, and uh, what people have to realise is that UKIP, they're not the party of working people, they're made up of ex-conservative politicians. They're, They're more Tory than the Tories. So, yeah, it's a challenge we have to face and it's a one that I'm happy to face,
0: both on the doorstep and at Huston's, I'm quite looking forward to it. Speaking of the opportunism, Liam, that you mentioned there, I've got a, something I want to share. I read tonight and there's a little bit of a brouhaha I come across over um, Austin Mitchell, the Grimsby MP for Labour, who's standing down. And he has a, like a 714 majority over the Conservative candidate, lady called Wendy, forget her last name, sorry. Um, and she's actually standing for UKIP this time. So that's a classic example of the opportunism where she's just looking to get elected, Has sort of identified that seat. And as she did, as she came quite close last time, she's moved over to try to take advantage of, of that area. And I know that area quite well, and it could well be one that perhaps is, ex, you know, potentially vulnerable to UKIP. And uh, I just find it, you know, was that a genuine move or was it an electoral opportunism? Well, they, I think they all know. Are... So, I mean, they, they
1: just seem to... Get ex stand standing for them, and yeah, it—it's it, just a, the very extreme right wing of the Tory party. It seems like to me that's the sort of candidates they attract.
0: So in terms of your local campaigning this week,
1: what have you been up to? Well, I've been in Hexham and Egrem, which is uh, always good to be be in Hexham. I was talking to some small business owners, and again about tax and just a few things that could be done in the town itself, and I'll pass those ideas on, um, to the town councillors. And, yeah, I was, I was listening to voters both in Hexham uh, Central itself and in Egan, which is a small village outside of Hexham. And people really agree that we need a change of government when we're, when we're canvassing. Um, it is one of the questions that we ask, do we need a change of government? And, yeah, a lot of people think we do need change. What we need to do is we need to be able to convert, though, that dissatisfaction with the current government into
0: a result for Labour. And I'll be working very hard to do that between that and May the 7th. Uh, for myself, Malcolm Clark, on behalf of Liam Carr, we'll see you next time and thank you for watching. Yeah, thanks for watching and
1: thanks for listening. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy.